All right, all right, all right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Solo Mominate. My name is Bree, and yeah, it is Monday morning, about 7.20, and this is a solo riding it episode again. So I'm making my way down the freeway to my office, and yeah, I gotta, gotta work gotta make this money so if you hear turn signals and (laughs) the change and sounds around me it's because I'm in the car so judge me not but yeah welcome back to another episode of solo mom in it solo mom in it we talk about solo co-parenting single in your dating status parenting issues or just issues that we face in regular life. I know that I'm figuring out this journey as I go along and I'm sure you're figuring it out. So why not we just figure it out together. So this episode is not so much about parenting. Um, I know a lot of my episodes have kind of been going in and out and I kind of touch on some parenting issues, but this episode is more so about community and community right now i'm specifically speaking about the minority community the black community uh black and brown people things like that we are in a really divisive time in our nation for those of you who live in the united states we're in a really divisive time we are experiencing a president who uh is openly just I won't openly racist at times. He's openly just intensifying the energy, you know, for you know racist acts to happen or just acts of hate towards people of color and or gays and lesbians and transgenders you know he's created more divisiveness in two years than i've seen my entire lifetime i've experienced my entire lifetime from a president you know i exact you know blatantly going out and doing it now i know this may shock some people but my grandparents have experienced open racism from presidents when they were children so let that sink in i'm not saying my great-grandparents i'm not saying my my great-grandmother's still alive and i cannot imagine the things that she experienced as a a little girl or even as a woman my age um she's my great-grandmother so i can't imagine the the things that she's faced but what i'm saying is we've dealt with a lot of divisiveness coming from our president and thus we're living in a time where we are we're trying to navigate this right I'm trying to navigate raising a young black man in this society I'm trying to navigate myself being an educated black woman in this society or a woman who's in back in corporate America or being an author and showing up in different spaces trying to get my work known and things like that so it's kind of a it's an interesting dynamic to navigate um but really that's not 
the premise of this conversation today. Today, I wanted to talk about just the community in which we live in, how we live in such a divisive time that we have almost turned our backs on one another and we are becoming so judgmental and aggressive towards one another and it's almost because it's reinforced you know it's reinforced in what we watch on tv it's reinforced in what we hear in the news it's reinforced that we shouldn't trust one another it's reinforced that you know i I see a, a latino or hispanic person and i'm like oh well they're trying to come over and murder me because I saw it on TV. They're murderers and rapists. And it's like this divisive language that we hear and it seeks into our subconscious. And until we start to get rid of that, we walk around with this, we walk around with this energy, this negative energy towards people who've done nothing wrong. And that scares me because, you know, my son growing up as a black man if this is we've reset the clock of racism in this country well I mean it never stops how about that it never stopped but we reset the clock for open racism for blatant racism for open bigotry and blatant bigotry and hate crimes and all this and that we've reset this clock for all of that to happen openly it's fearful for me raising a black man in this society right now it's fearful for me you know going out to work i i'm not gonna lie to y'all i was at the grocery store yesterday no lie i am so afraid of white men in trucks i'm so afraid of i'm seeing white people on the side of the roads i'm afraid last night when i was driving home from the grocery store a white man pulled up next to me in a huge i have a small suv but he pulled up next to me in a huge suv and i immediately got nervous and i was trying to figure out what's my best escape route should something pop off that's how i think and if people think that that's crazy turn on the news see when's the last time somebody was shot or killed or an innocent black person you know jasmine barnes a little girl just killed and even though they're saying that it was a black man but it's just that fear that i'm like oh my god anything happened to me at any point and i need to know the best escape route like how do i keep myself safe so it's things like that so here's where i'm coming from let me just take a step back i work in a corporate office obviously (laughs) and I was at work last week and um, we actually have a few different sites my corporate office has a few different sites and I work as a liaison and let me break that word down I am a in between (laughs) in between representative between two different organizations within my company or two different departments within my company so essentially I work in one department but I work for both departments and I just communicate back and forth between each one so I had to go to a different building last week and because I'm still a new employee I don't have the proper accesses and 
entry availability to go to these different offices. So what I did was I went with other members of my team, the two other people from my team. Well, they got there before me and I'm texting, I'm calling, and they don't answer. I'm just gonna preface this that these individuals are not minorities. <laughs> they are of the majority and I am black woman and they are white men. And I'm not saying that they are intentionally making my life difficult, but they are not helping to make it easier. And you can take that for what it's worth. So anyways, I am calling, texting, trying to get into this building because I don't have the proper access. My badge won't work. They know this. This is something I have been saying for weeks. Like, hey, I don't have the access to get into this facility yet. So just keeping you guys aware that there might be issues when I'm trying to get in. They know. They're fully aware. They knew before we left that I probably won't be able to get in. So I'm calling, texting. They won't let me in. I finally realized that there was another building. So there's like, I had to pull some MacGyver stuff. <laughs> I didn't break in, but I knew that my badge would work in one building. So I walked across the street, I get into the building, and I knew that there was a connector, like a underground connect or like a tunnel that would get me from one building to the next. So I go through the tunnel and I get to where I need to be. Lo and behold, I still can't get in because your badge needs to get you onto that floor. So now I'm on the floor, but I can't get in because my badge doesn't work. Well, I can get in, but I can only get into the lobby. So still I'm calling, I'm texting, I'm like, hey, I'm on the floor. Somebody let me in, I'm knocking. I'm like, you people can hear me and nobody does anything. So finally I was just like, fine, I'll just go back to the downstairs lobby. Wait, I go wait and <laughs> it's just funny to me. After about 30 minutes of me doing all of this, one of the guys shows up and he's like, let's go. And like, no, hey, I'm sorry about that. There was no apology. It was just, let's go. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess let's go. So we go and I get upstairs. Now this is all building up to this one instance because despite the fact that I had to do all these different things, jump through all these hoops. I'm doing everything in humanly possible to make sure that I get into my building, get into where I need to be because I'm, I need to be there for a meeting. And I'm doing everything in my in humanly possible. And they won't let me in because they're like, hey, I can't. Security's like, if you have a badge and it's not working, I can't let you in. You have to have somebody escort you. Okay. So that's what it is. I got to have somebody escort me. And nobody was willing to escort me. So anyways, <clears throat> guy comes. We get up to the floor. And we get to the door. And I'm like, let me show you that my badge doesn't work. So once again, you see that I'm telling you the truth. I waved my badge. And it said invalid badge. Cool. He sees it. He waves his badge. He opens the door. He allows me to walk first. Now... The same floor I was just on 15 minutes prior, 20 minutes prior, there's a group of people. All the people are white except one woman who is a black woman. I am a black woman. I have natural hair. 
And I walk through the door and this, I'm clearly wearing my badge, fully displayed. This black woman moves her, you know, the two individuals who were standing in front of her, two white people, she kind of moves them out of the way and stepped forward and said, can I help you? As if to say, why are you in here? And it took me aback. It took me back for a second and I was like, I want to, here's the real, real answer. No, bitch, you can't help me. Can you go back to having your whole conversation with somebody else? Because I don't know why the fuck you leaned forward to talk to me. You can step all the way back. That was the conversation I had in my head. But you can't say that out loud without sounding rude. So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, that's what happened. I said that in my head. What came out was me looking around as if I was confused about who she was talking to. No, I'm sorry, you cannot help. And I said, no, I'm good. And I had to point that I was with a white man for her to accept my answer. Me being me was inappropriate for her. Me being a black woman with a independent contractor consultant badge that is company issued by the way her company issued independent contractor badge I am dressed professionally I have on professional makeup I have on a um, I have on a laptop backpack so clearly I'm here on some type of business but all of those clues were negated because I was a black woman and this black woman was doing her due diligence to make sure that another black person was not breaking into the building and I was so confused because she saw fit to protect her white people and I'm not saying that I'm not saying this as Oh, you know, I'm anti-white, I'm anti-no. I am merely saying this as one black person to another. She saw fit to protect a majority group against a minority that she had no idea whether I was supposed to be there or not. So she saw, I need to check you to make sure you are where you're supposed to be. It wasn't about help. It wasn't about instruction. Because if it was about help and instruction, bitch, I needed help 15 minutes ago when my ass was locked out and late for a meeting. And you weren't trying to get up to check the door then. But now that you're having a conversation by the water cooler with your your people you saw fit to check me because you ain't never seen my brown face before and it just made me it heart it made me heartbreak like really it just I was gonna say I'm heartbroken but I was I was really heartbroken in that moment because this woman wanted to correct do corrective action for me and I'm I'm just keep it all the way 100 I'm probably three pay grades above her Probably. And somebody's probably going to be like, how do you know? 
Because I know the the people who work on that floor, again, I said that I am a liaison between that department and my department. But as a liaison, what I do is pretty, it's pretty substantial in pay grades because I have to be able to communicate with two different groups of people, the what, the how, the when, the why, and where they're doing what they're doing to make their, their business processes function properly. So I know that 90% of the people that work on that floor are entry level, associate level, intermediate level, and I'm not. I know I'm not. So it, it broke my heart that I could not, this woman saw me as an immediate threat and didn't see me as a potential, you know, person to get to know. Now, if you're wondering how I would have handled the situation, this is how I would have handled it. Oh, hey, hi. Oh, excuse me one second to my, to my white colleagues. Hi, I, my name is so-and-so. Are you new here? No, you're not. Oh, oh, you are. Oh, well, nice to meet you. Like I said, my name is so-and-so. And this floor, you know, if you have, is this your first time in this building? Oh, it's not. You've been here before. Great. Well, I'm glad you've been here before. Just so you know, if you need anything, my cube is right over here and let me know. That's how I would have handled it. Introduce myself and say, Hey, you're another brown face. I ain't seen you before. Is this your first day? Nice to meet you. Blah, blah, blah. Every black and brown person who's ever started in my company, in my old company, I've always went and introduced myself. We've gotten lunch. I've taken them, you know, I've told them where to go get things. If you need anything, let me know. Come, this is where my desk is. If you have questions, here's my IM. Look for me. Holla at your girl. Because there's not many of us, number one, especially in a lot of corporate environments. Number two, in the technical area, in technical analytics or IT analytics, there is not a lot of me. There's not. There's literally, I literally have seen one other black woman. No, I lied. Two other black women in the entire department of my company now. And that's not to say that that's a problem, but it is. But the problem is that all of, all of the black and brown women that I've seen, I've connected with, and I'm like, hi, my name is Bree. Nice to meet you. If you have any questions, you know, this is this. Or if I have questions, can I come talk to you? And sometimes it's, yeah, sure, no problem. Other times is I don't really work in that space, but if I do know somebody, I'll point you in that direction. Here's the thing. We need to stick together. We need to be working together. We need to be building together. We need to be just help helpful to one another. I, I've already said the tone that we live in a divisive time, but we live in such a time that you we are seeing black and brown people incarcerated, shot, killed, children dying at the borders, you know, all of these things because somebody is saying that we're evil. And so now are we starting to believe that we are truly evil? 
Do I want to look in the mirror and look at myself and say, damn, you know what? I do look kind of crazy. Maybe I should put on a long blonde wig. And not to say, you know, it's extreme. But I mean, that's really what it comes down to. This woman saw me as a threat and had no idea that I was probably meeting with the, her manager. I had a presentation with her management, her directors, her VPs. I, I was going to meet with them because they're looking to me to help solve a problem. And now you've just made yourself look like a whole jackass. So the next time I come down there and someone says, oh, have you met Shakita? I'm not saying that's her name because I don't really know. <laughs> but have you met have you met Cheryl? Oh, yes. Cheryl stopped me on the floor one day when I was trying to get in the building when I was late for a meeting. Because she wasn't sure if I belonged here. And if you think I won't say it, trust that I will. Because I want her to feel like a whole jackass again. And I want her to be reminded that, yeah, our first interaction... You stopped me because you thought that I was doing something wrong. And that's what it is. Like, it really it really just made me upset. And so I, I guess if there is a resolution to it, like I said, my resolution would be don't always lean into the bad. Like, honestly, I don't want to lean into the bad of any people. But the time in which we live, there's a lot of fear and anxiety within me from people not for white people. Honestly, I'm afraid of, you know, there have been white men going up to Kroger's and Walmart's and, you know, grocery stores and shopping malls of the world and just shooting them up, shooting up black and brown people. Okay. A little nervous, just a little. So I don't do things like I don't go to the grocery store and dark and when it's dark anymore. I don't. Will I ever do it again? Maybe, maybe not. A lot of stuff I order, I order online. I just do because I don't want to be somebody following me home. Look at this black girl. She able to afford this TV. Look at this black girl. She able to afford this and that. Look at this black. No, I don't need none of that. What I need is for me and my son to be safe in our home. What I need is to not have these problems from people who look like me and people who don't look like me. And I don't want to live in fear, but I'm also living in fear and I'm living, it's insult, daily insults. Do you know how humiliating it is to stand in the lobby and wait for somebody to escort you? And then after you've been begging them for 20 minutes to, you know, hey, help me out, can you calm down? And then somebody's like, are you sure you really belong here? It's humiliating. And that's the type of life that we live in. That's the type of world in which we live where I got to live like this because somebody else is an a-hole or a jackass. It just is what it is. So I just look at all of these things like as people, as women, as men, as, as people of color, we just need to really started building up our communities and so that we're not the first interaction that we have with somebody of color is not aggressive the first interaction we have with someone of color is not for me to clench my purse I'm gonna give you a good example when I was in Texas a couple weeks ago I um saw these young men teenage boys 
and they're walking through the parking lot at a Target and it looks like they had like fundraiser stuff and that, while it may have been a farce may, while it may have been a lie all of that or maybe it was completely honest I don't know I don't want to uh, lean into that it, they were doing something wrong the problem was that the way in which they were doing it just because of how society shows young black men it looked wrong and so my my advice to them was to not walk between the cars definitely go to the building if you are legitimately selling something go to the front of the building if you can but a lot of times and I'm gonna be completely honest boy scouts girl scouts that are not predominantly black and brown totally acceptable to stand in front of a building I don't know if they call and get permission ahead of time. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they don't. I've seen numerous Girl Scouts just show up in front of Walmarts and just set up shop. And ain't nobody saying nothing to them. I don't think that that's going to be the same for little Jamonquays and ja- Jaquans of the world. They're not going to be able to do that. <laughs> but I'm just, I, I told them, like, you, you need to do this another way, unfortunately. Because right now walking in between cars. I don't want somebody to call the police on you. I don't want somebody to pull out a gun. Uh, Texas is an open carry state. I don't want nobody to shoot y'all because I want y'all mamas to see y'all tonight. And I'm dead. I was dead ass. And they saw me being dead ass. One little boy was like, okay, thank you, ma'am. And that that was it. He walked away. I don't know if he stopped because I left. But the issue was you sitting up here doing this and the world does not look at you like I look at you. You know, I look at young black boys and I see my son now because my son is getting older. He's three, he's getting bigger. And I'm like, okay, I see my son and these little boys. I would hate for somebody to look at my son like he's a threat, but it's going to happen. Somebody's going to see my son one day and say, I'm scared of him for no reason other than the fact that they have stereotypes that they are operating in their mind and they believe them to be true. So it is what it is. But yeah, I'm, I'm going to wrap up this rant. Basically, it's we just really need to build a better community. We need to have our own. Uh, we need to have a better outlook and we need to have our own um, self identity self-pride I guess where we are saying that we are good we are right we are valuable Uh oh. sorry someone's calling in the middle of my of my conversation so yeah I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up Check me out social media Brie Lately on Facebook or what is it? A B underscore writes all correct spelling W R I T E S A L L on Instagram. A B underscore writes all on Instagram. Um, or my website www.singlemomstuff.blog. www.singlemomstuff.blog. All correct spelling. Um, also, check out my books, Seven Short Breaths or Liars Involved, both on Amazon. I really appreciate you guys for listening to this rant today, and I'm going to try to record another episode this week, but yeah, I appreciate you. Love you for listening. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Remember that you are amazing. You are smart. You're special. You're funny. Well, some of y'all ain't funny, so I ain't even going to play with you. You're, you're cool, though. 
But, (laughs) all right. Love you for listening. I appreciate you. Peace.